You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Let me set the stage. Gateway National Recreation Area, a unit of the National Park System, is the lifeline to the outdoors in the middle of New York City. Facing political pressure, the Biden administration rubber-stamped a lease proposal to allow the construction of shelters for migrants inside the park boundaries. The lease was signed, and I would not be surprised if they're constructing migrant shelters as we speak. In New York City, where elderly American war veterans are being thrown out on the street to house the never-ending illegal legal invasion that may soon be flooding our national parks. What is this? I don't know. You know, you, know, you don't have right to do this. I don't have the okay. right to do what? Yes, you don't have right to film in here. That's what I'm telling you. What is this over here? And who are you? You hear me? Make this the last time you approach a member of the public giving them orders. It was very disgraceful what they did to the people in island shores. I said, no, 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 you're not moving me. And they said, yes, 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 we are. Everything was done behind closed doors. Meanwhile, in Chicago, the locals have finally had enough from their Democrat overlords. My name is Beatrice Ponce de Leon. I'm the deputy mayor for immigrant, migrant, and refugee rights. And if you think it was loud inside, it was just as rowdy outside because many people were not allowed in because they reached capacity. What I want to say is to Mayor Brandon Johnson, mm-hmm. we are disappointed in you. This is the community that supported you. How dare you? Only time will tell as election season grows nearer as Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas flip-flops on his border wall hysteria. I want to address today's reporting relating to a border wall and be absolutely clear. There is no new administration policy with respect to the border wall. They had a choice. What happened was Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, I believe he was correct when he put out a memo that said that there is this voluminous amount of historic proportions of illegal migrants crossing the border and that they need to do something to secure it. And guess what? They're putting up these barriers, i.e. a border wall. And what happens a few hours later? He's like, oh, oh, we don't believe in border walls and we're being forced to do it. Meanwhile, chaotic carnage streams across our border as yet another bus crash kills 18 migrants. Unchecked disease embeds itself into the heartland as tuberculosis and other diseases skyrocket. The city is actively monitoring 500 cases of this illness. Tuberculosis is a serious disease that kills millions worldwide. But in the United States, we're not used to seeing a lot of it. Until now. While Mexico warns that at least 10,000 military-aged men will pour into the United States on a daily basis. And he said, yeah, the U.N. sent me over here. I'm a soldier for the U.N. And they gave me this card. It's got a computer chip in it, like a bank card, you know. But it's got the guy's picture on it, information, and number. And he was told to go to a certain city and get a place to stay and wait they would get in touch with him through the phone. He's not just going to come live here. If he's a soldier for the U.N., he's not going to come live here for six months and then pay him $2,200 a month, okay? Whatever they're planning on doing, they're planning on doing it within 
I would say, the next 90 days to 120 days. Google my name, Todd Benzman, and Unit 910, and you'll see all of my reports on, on that. They are clandestine agents in American cities armed to the teeth with target lists already drawn up waiting for orders from from Tehran. Uh, if things really blow on the northern wow. border in Israel and we help, uh, watch out for Unit 910. They admitted to us they have two dozen terrorists here in America they can't track. 220,000 a month. What if 1% of those individuals were affiliated, 1% with criminal organizations that we know of, with cartels that we know of, with foreign terrorist organizations that we know of, and they are in and around America and have been moving in and around America for two plus months with CCP funding, Iranian support, Mideast terrorist organization financing, all to do one thing, establish sleep yourselves in the U.S. and yes. wait for the right time to do this yes. to us. John Bowne, reporting. It's Wednesday, October 11th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. We're back, folks. I am back. Feels good to be back in The American Journal studio. My sojourn on the other shows be out again tomorrow hosting uh, the war room chase will fill in for me here on american journal thank you very much to chase and to kate daly for filling in for me here doing a great job keeping keeping the seat warm keeping the folks engaged and informed like i said that wrong but you know what i meant we have just a heck of a lot to cover today of course main topic will be once again the israel Palestine conflict as it continues to simmer just at the boiling point. So far, the dominoes have not been flicked yet, but they are still standing there in a row waiting to be knocked over one after another, taking us directly into World War III. The event that would kick that off would be a ground invasion of Gaza, something that Israel promised to do since the day of the Hamas attack. They haven't done it yet, which means Hezbollah has not gotten involved yet. We'll give you the breakdown of what the latest is, where it's going. And we'll talk about the true embodiment of the information war and how it corresponds to actual war and how, as we speak, there is a there's multiple battlefields. One of the primary ones is on X, formerly Twitter. It's on social media. And if there wasn't this ability for people to correct the record, set things right, if the videos weren't coming out live on these platforms, you can just imagine what this entire event would have been like. 10, 15 years ago when mainstream media would have been the only way that anybody was getting information, you could understand how different the landscape would be right now. But it is because of this uncontrollable front of social media, thanks in large part to Elon Musk, that we may be able to stave off total war and global conflict. It's like more important now than ever that people be talking to their neighbors, talking to their families, 
advocating not for emotional revenge on terrorists, but rather a considered path forward to peace. It's not impossible. It just takes a little bit of humility on one side or the other. Humility that seems utterly and totally absent today. So we'll get into what the latest is, where we're going, and we'll, we'll debunk some of the egregious lies that have been spread over the last several days. Lies that have been so pervasive and so despicable, they've embedded themselves into the subconscious just about all of Americans, which is a shame because they're lies. They're not true. A lot of these things are completely blown out of proportion or just fabricated from whole cloth, and yet they've been reported over and over again by mainstream media outlets, meaning that even if they correct them, as some have at this point, that initial feeling has been planted in people's minds and will no doubt remain there, even though it was based on uh, total falsehoods. The aggregate of all of these claims will still be there as like evidence of things that don't exist. It, it really is something else. So we'll get into the info war aspect of this and once again how it looks an awful lot like we are getting set up to be just plunged headlong into global nuclear war. Many people excited about this and happy about this. Unfortunately, it's many of the people in the positions of power to bring about such an occurrence. So let's just get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 11th of October, 2023. Our first story, sort of a bizarre culmination of all these different topics. GOP senator reports former CIA head to Capitol Police for apparent death threat. Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville has reported retired U.S. Air Force General Michael V. Hayden, the former director of the CIA and NSA, to the Capitol Police after Hayden tweeted that Tuberville should, quote, be removed from the human race. Hayden's nasty comment came after ex-user Natalie Jacoby asked whether the Alabama Republican should be removed from his assignments in Congress, including sitting on the Armed Services Committee. Tuberville has angered Hayden by blocking the confirmation of key military figures in protest at Pentagon policies on abortion. Here you can see the exchange on Twitter. Natalie Jacoby saying, should Tommy Tuberville be removed from his committee? Yes or no? He's, that's responded to by General Michael Hayden, former head of the CIA and NSA, saying, how about the human race? How about he's removed from the human race? You know, yesterday when I went on the war room with Owen, he was making the point about these people being children, like they're, they're like children, like they're immature. They're immature like children, and yet they run our entire country. And this is a childish response. It's the former head of the CIA and NSA just casually saying, hey, maybe this sitting U.S. senator should be killed. It's completely insane. These people are off their rocker. They are dangerous. And simply saying now what they've always quietly thought. But we'll get a little bit more into that 
later. Here's the latest from the Israel-Hamas war. Israeli planes hammer Gaza neighborhoods. Palestinians in the sealed-off Gaza Strip struggled to find any safe area Wednesday as Israeli strikes demolished entire neighborhoods. Hospitals ran low on supplies, and the territory's only power plants ran out of fuel, deepening the misery of a war sparked by a stunning and deadly assault by Hamas militants. Airstrikes smashed entire city blocks to rubble in the tiny coastal enclave and left unknown numbers of bodies beneath mounds of debris. The bombardment raged even though militants are holding an estimated 150 people snatched from Israel, soldiers, men, women, children, and older adults. Israel has vowed unprecedented retaliation against the Hamas militant group ruling Palestinian territory after its fighters stormed through the border fence Saturday and gunned down hundreds of Israelis in their homes on the streets and at an outdoor music festival. Since then, militants have continued to fire rockets at Israel, including a heavy barrage at the southern town of Ashkelon on Wednesday. The war, which has already claimed the lives of at least 2,200 lives on both sides, is expected to escalate and compound the misery of the people living in Gaza, where basic necessities and electricity were already in short supply. So, yeah, that'll be our main topic here. Uh, Pretty horrifying. I think what we may be seeing in Gaza is kind of like what you can expect to see around the world once the, you know, Great Reset, New World Order, uh, full control grid gets put into place. I think this is what it would look like. I mean, after all, you have the World Economic Forum talking about how water is such a precious resource and control of that resource will determine who's in charge in the future. And, of course, you see that Israel controls Gaza's water. And when you, you know, strike out at them, they uh, cut off the water. First, that's their first move. So, I mean, you know, when they talk about like an end of war, you know, we have to have globalism because we'll end war. We have to end nation states because that'll end war. Now, this is what it'll look like. It'll look like total subjugation in an open air prison. And if you retaliate or try in some way to fight back against your oppressors, then you will be bombed into obliteration. But that's not that's not war, though. It's it's a military action. It's a police action. It's self-defense. After all, I think what we're seeing here is a preview of what they want worldwide. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Some escalations on both sides, all sides of this conflict. Syria launches missiles on Golan Heights as the U.S. begins surging defense aid to Israel. Syrian army has fired missiles towards the Israeli-occupied Golan Heights Tuesday evening. Breaking reports indicate the Israeli Defense Force have confirmed the attack. So Golan Heights, of course, is a uh, high-altitude area, uh, sort of above on the, on the border of Israel. It technically... And legally belongs to Syria, but has been occupied by Israel for a while and is now uh, coming under attack. Likewise, Israeli shelling hits south Lebanon after Hezbollah rocket fire. Israeli shelling hits southern Lebanese towns on on Wednesday in response to a fresh rocket attack by a powerful armed group Hezbollah as cross-border violence extended into a fourth day. Covering all of this, some interesting changes in the geopolitical diplomacy of the area. So happening, we'll cover that on the other side. We have three original, one-of-a-kind toothpaste designed by my father, a dentist, at InfoWarsStore.com that don't have fillers, that are filled with high-quality essential oils and more. We have the turmeric toothpaste, we have the ultimate tooth whitening with calcium toothpaste, and we have the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste, again, with a whole bunch of key essential oils that are so good, not just for your teeth and your gums, but your whole mouth, your throat, and more. These are really game-changing toothpaste. They're very, very strong. Most over-the-counter toothpaste have fluoride. Ours don't. And it doesn't have fillers in it. It is just chock full of 
incredible things that God gave us through Mother Nature. So, it's now back in stock. It became a bestseller. The turmeric toothpaste is available again at InfoWorkStore.com. We're selling out of the tooth whitening toothpaste. We've got some of that left. And we also have some of the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste in stock, but it's running out as well. So all three toothpaste in stock for a limited time, InfoWorkStore.com. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWorkStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super powerful extract using Bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredient and turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system. So if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com and put your body at ease. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the American Journal. Welcome to the Middle Eastern Journal, ladies and gentlemen. To the Journal of the Levant. We are going to be talking about the Palestinian-Israeli conflict for the most part today. I know I share the sentiments that a lot of people have where there's like, I'm American, this has nothing to do with me, who cares? That's not really how this works exactly after all we've got serious natural uh national interests in the area and this could be as i know chase was talking about yesterday a you know large-scale geopolitical movement to essentially once and for all destroy american supremacy by destroying opec and the reliance on the u.s dollar which would crash our economy Our economy is propped up almost entirely by the fact that people have to trade oil in dollars. That situation only exists because of American military might preventing any other system from coming about. And we don't actually have any substantial industry here in America. We're not actually making anything, manufacturing, creating anything. We don't actually have a real economy. We have a propped up fake global fiat economy. And if we lose standing in the Middle East and Iran and uh, Saudi Arabia maybe kick us out to start doing something else, and that's it for the American economy. We might have to actually start making things again. You could just imagine all the ways that having Trump as president would benefit us here for one thing, obviously. Diplomacy would be entirely different. The foresight would have been much better, I can pretty much guarantee you, but also would have had four more years of trying desperately to bring back manufacturing to America to hopefully build up some sort of internal economy for the possibility that our fake global fiat economy is suddenly reset. Right now we have nothing. 
would be nice to get some manufacturing in place, some industry domestic production in place before uh, the rug is pulled out from under us. But an interesting geopolitical reorganization is taking on as MBS, as the Saudi crown prince Mohammed bin Salman, has pledged to stand by Palestine as normalization hopes fade. Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman expressed his continued support for Palestine on October 9th during a call with the president of the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas. The kingdom continues to stand by the Palestinian people in their pursuit of their legitimate rights, striving for a dignified life, realizing their hopes and aspirations, and achieving a just and lasting peace, MBS told Abbas, according to Saudi press agency. So this is an interesting sort of reversal from the trend that we've seen over the past few years. And it's a generational divide in Saudi Arabia. Apparently here is being bridged. The older generations tended to be very, at least seemingly, dedicated to the Palestinian cause. It's like MBS's father and grandfather. They, you know, actually very outspoken and, and dedicated to supporting Palestine. But the younger generations sort of just want to leave, just sort of like, eh, it's not worth it. We'd rather make a deal with Israel. We'd rather normalize relations. And we saw story after story like that. We covered it here on the show of the normalization process taking place. But it seems like with the latest conflict, uh, that younger generation of Saudi Arabian leaders is uh, you know, reestablishing their commitment to supporting Palestine and the Gaza Strip. The Crown Prince also expressed concern over the worsening situation in the Gaza Strip, where Israel has unleashed a relentless and indiscriminate bombing campaign against civilian infrastructure in response to a daring Hamas operation that began on the 7th of October. Quote, the Palestinian president expressed his heartfelt gratitude to the leadership of the kingdom, expressing its steadfast stance in the efforts it makes to stand by the Palestinian people and their just cause. The Crown Prince also held separate phone conversations with Jordan's King Abdullah II and Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, during which he urged increased international efforts to stop escalation in Gaza and prevent the spread of conflict across the region. Yeah, we don't need to go over the what's happened over the last few days. Just know things are accelerating. America is sending a second aircraft carrier group to the Mediterranean in an attempt to prevent other actors from getting involved. And this is once again proof of what I've said on this show over and over again, which is Lebanon and Hezbollah play an outsized role in this region that's often ignored or just subtly hinted at by the mainstream media or our politicians. It's rarely the main focus of conversation. People don't bring it up very much, but when you look into why people are doing certain things, why the Middle East is arranged the way that it is. It's like you're, you're looking at a puzzle with a giant piece missing, and that piece is Hezbollah and Lebanon and the fact that there is an incredibly powerful non-state military army just north of Israel with more missiles than you could ever count with the top-of-the-line best equipment available anywhere in the world who have said that if Israel enters Gaza with ground forces, then they get involved. Israel has not entered Gaza with ground forces so far. Uh, the way they were talking on Saturday during the attack is that they would be in Gaza on Sunday. Now it's Wednesday. They still have not entered, which means they have not crossed the red line and brought Hezbollah into the conflict. However, Hezbollah has noticed that 
Americans are sending aircraft carriers and is issuing propaganda videos, essentially saying they're not scared and, you know, bring it on. Clip number 17, this is a video from Hezbollah saying we are ready to confront American aircraft carriers. Here it is. We need an Arabic caller to call in and tell us what these uh, subtitles say. What you're seeing is incredibly advanced, top-of-the-line, long-range missiles mounted on the seashore. This is what Hezbollah is capable of, apparently. Of course, Hezbollah being funded in in part and uh, armed in part by Iran. You see they have submarines here pointing out that they can, you know, destroy our largest ships without too much trouble, meaning that as we speak, steaming towards the Mediterranean coast are thousands of American servicemen who may very well be sitting ducks. A little sacrifice to bring us into World War II, or World War III, rather. A little little Cassus Belli from the people in Washington, D.C., who have been agitating for a war with Iran for the last 20 years and now see their moment may have come. In fact, we can go to clip number six here. Here's Biden talking about this. Let's watch. The United States has also enhanced our military force posture in the region to strengthen our deterrence. The Department of Defense has moved the USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group to the Eastern Mediterranean and bolstered our fighter aircraft presence. And we stand ready to move in additional assets as needed. Let me say again to any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of this situation, I have one word. Don't. Don't. That's contraction, Joe. That's two words made into one word. Uh, Yeah, he's talking to Hezbollah right there. He's talking to Hezbollah specifically, and he's begging. The most powerful InfoWars life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 25% off while supplies last. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your very DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include QQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologous roots, rhodiola root, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 25% off or for an additional 10% off grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and Body's Whole Support. These offers and so much more are only available at InfoWarsStore.com Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the information war, ladies and gentlemen, and it is raging across social media and the mainstream media as we speak. 
And the outcomes of this information war may determine whether we go into a world war or not. I mean, this really is the question. Are we going to fall for it once again? They're doing basically the same things they did to get us into war in the Middle East last time. Very, very similar uh, occurrences here. And once again, we're, we're sort of stuck with this. We're, we're in this process, at least I am personally, where you start off pretty much on Israel's side, after all. We all saw the videos of Hamas storming Israel, the brutality, the women being dragged away. It was horrible, and, obvi- and I explained this yesterday on The War Room, that it feels to me like you're, you're watching a video. It's just a, an Israeli guy, you know, a family man, just standing there like good man, not, not bothering anybody, and he just gets sucker punched by a Palestinian, just comes up out of nowhere and smacks the hell out of him. And you see that, and you're just like, oh, my God, that was horrible. Why would you do that? That was really bad. You're like, you want to, like, help the Israeli guy up. You're like, gee, that was, that was terrible, man. But then uh, – then the Israeli guy is then slamming the Palestinian guy's head into the concrete. And you're like, okay, all right. I, you know, that was – okay, I think you got him back now. And then you just like keep slamming it. And he's like kicking the Palestinian kid's daughter, like lighting the Palestinian guy's house on fire. And you're like, okay, man, I was on your side at first. But like this is too much. You're, you're going too far now. I, I can't support that. And then it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. To the point we're at now where it's just like, all right, what is wrong with you people? I mean, this is insane. This is complete and utter barbarity. This is horrifying what's going on right now. I'll read you some of the latest. It's just a live update ticker on um, New York Times. Palestinian health ministry in Gaza said that all hospital beds in the Strip are now at full capacity and supplies are running low. At least 5,000 Palestinians have been wounded in Gaza since the start of the assaults on Saturday, the ministry said, adding that 60% of the wounded were women and children. Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine urges NATO allies who are focused on Hamas's attack on Israel to remember that Russia is continuing to strike at civilian infrastructure, including electricity grids in his country, which I don't know. I mean, it's not none of this is funny, but it is kind of funny. I mean, it is kind of ironic. It's kind of hilarious, actually. That's like Zelensky's like, Russia is destroying our infrastructure. It's like you realize who you're talking to, right? You're talking to people who have literally completely shut off and destroyed all infrastructure, like electricity, water, fuel. It's all gone now. You got like, I guess it's just the way things are now. It's just, it's, it's strange. The whole accusing others of what you're guilty of. It's very bizarre. The latest numbers from four hours ago, at least 1,000. Uh, 55 Palestinians have been killed, and at least 5,184 others have been injured in Gaza since Saturday, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry in the territory. So this is what I mean. It's like, okay, all right, well, you, you got him back. You got him back. You taught him a lesson. An eye for an eye. It's been achieved. Are we going to stop now? Is it, gonna, is it ever going to stop? Is there ever going to be enough, or is this truly a campaign of eradication is this truly the final solution of the palestinians gaza's sole power plant will run out of fuel within five to six hours and this was four hours ago leaving the territory in complete darkness after israel cut off supplies uh, when hamas's attack left israel uh when it, hamas's attack against israel has left a record death toll casualties among the palestinians are also outpacing those of past conflicts in the gaza strip at least 1055 palestinians killed 
That compares to 127, uh, 126 dead. A similar point in the last major war Israel fought in the coastal strip in 2014. So just massively more intense, these uh, airstrikes. The headline to that, Israel strikes are deadlier and more widespread than in past conflicts in Gaza. Military checkpoints are checking all vehicles on roads approaching the northern border area. There are many troops and military vehicles in the area, part of the ramping up process of forces in preparation for possible opening of another front, even as Israel battles Hamas in Gaza. There's another thing you'll notice if you're paying attention. They're moving a lot of troops down towards Gaza in preparation for a supposed, a promised uh, ground invasion. But even more soldiers are moving to the north of the country in preparation for attacks by Hezbollah who have not truly entered the fight in any you know, uh, real way. The Israeli village of Adamit on the border with Lebanon is deserted except for a group of reserve soldiers. Most of the residents left days ago. An hour after Hezbollah fired an anti-tank missile at Israeli army positions nearby and Israel struck back against Hezbollah observation post. The only sound here is the constant buzz of a drone in the sky. And again, I want, to ex- I want to try to explain this. There are in some cases unspoken, in some cases you know, spoken rules of this conflict. There's little agreements that the enemy combatants have with each other that consist of sort of a series of red lines or a series of tit-for-tat, eye-for-an-eye responses to provocations. So one of the things that Hezbollah is doing is they're bombing Israeli positions that are not inside Israel. So Sheba Farms is one of these areas in South Lebanon that is technically and internationally recognized as Lebanese territory, but the Israelis are occupying it. So Hezbollah is attacking them, just sort of just sort of keeping the fear going for the Israelis, just attacking Israeli positions that aren't technically in Israel. They aren't technically attacking Israel. And like this stuff matters, like this stuff is is all part of the calculus of the area where Hezbollah goes, okay, this, you know, the Golan Heights technically internationally recognized as Syrian territory, yet Israeli-occupied. It's getting targeted by Syria. Sheba Farms, internationally recognized as Lebanese territory, occupied by Israel. It's getting attacked by Hezbollah. But everybody's very careful not to actually attack Israeli internationally recognized areas. And it's all part of this little game. It's all part of this, like, it's almost like the, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, right? It's like, well, they're annoying them. They're causing consternation for them. They're striking fear into the heart of the Israelis who are in Israel, just sort of keeping them on their toes and making sure they can't focus all of their energy on what's going on in Gaza. This is all part of the psychological warfare that's going on uh, in the area. Janet Yellen says, quote, nothing is off the table as U.S. weighs new sanctions on Iran and Hamas. There's a certain point at which sanctions stop having a return. Like there is there's nothing we can sanction them from. We have sanctioned them already. There, we really don't have any uh, you know, say in this matter. The Israeli army said they struck military targets belonging to Hezbollah inside Lebanon with aircraft and artillery fire in response to a missile attack by the militant group. Thousands of Israelis have volunteered to dig graves at Kibbutzim in southern Israel that were hit by assaults by Hamas gunmen. Rescuers in Gaza were struggling Wednesday to reach people buried under the rubble from Israeli airstrikes with fuel supplies close to running out, an onslaught of strikes making movement dangerous. Rescue workers themselves have been struck. The United Nations said that since Saturday, when Hamas gunmen staged a large-scale attack in Israel that killed hundreds of civilians, nine ambulances have been hit in Gaza and added there have been 13 attacks on health care facilities, uh, which are war crimes and horrific and horrifying uh, and unjustified. 
according to me. But I guess that's the uh, I guess that's the way they were going. James Cleverly, Britain's foreign minister, traveled to Israel on Wednesday and has plans to meet with survivors and family members taken hostage. They intend to demonstrate UK's unwavering solidarity with the Israeli people following Hamas terrorist attack. Electricity in the blockaded Gaza Strip went out Wednesday afternoon after the only power station in the territory stopped working. Gazan authorities have been warning that without power or fuel, hospitals and emergency services will not be able to function amid ongoing Israeli airstrikes. El Shifa Hospital, Gaza's largest, has fuel for backup generators for four more days at most. Its director, Dr. Mohammed uh, Abu Salimi, uh, Salima, said in an interview, he added that the hospital has already limited its electricity consumption to include only essential services. Again, a, a brutality and a barbar- uh, barbarism uh, that's rarely seen in the modern world. And just like the, the Hamas attacks, but you know, sort of in a different way, sort of in a more imperialistic way. And we're going to get into some of the lies that have been spread on uh, social media on the other side. We'll show you a little compilation, an incomplete compilation of the number of stories now proven to be false. It's like we're speedrunning a war. It's like... It's like the ghost of Kiev and Snake Island, all the lies that led up to the Ukraine conflict, all compacted into one afternoon. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. We've got the information war raging right now around the conflict between Israel and Hamas. I also want to mention this. I've got no confirmation of this. I do have my sources. Rumor is, 
Vladimir Putin is dead. Now, this is a sort of common rumor. Every couple of months, you hear rumors that Putin's actually dead. This comes from a uh, military source in this regard. I don't know if it's true or not. But I thought I'd mention it just in case news breaks later today. You can remember that you heard it on InfoWars first, or it's yet another example of uh, wartime disinformation. As the latest I've seen uh, about Putin in the news is that he had a call with uh, race uh, um, Erdogan of Turkey. Putin expresses concern over catastrophic increase in Israel, Gaza death toll in a phone call with uh, Erdogan. But those are, the, those are the rumors floating around. So we'll continue to talk about uh, Israel and Gaza here. I do want to remind you that InfoWars is really the only source you need for knowing what's going on in Israel and Palestine. As we, we seem to be the only ones out here not falling for the propaganda. Just looking at everything with a skeptical eye and keeping a couple, couple principles in mind. One, that we are America first and our greatest concern is peace throughout the region. And that emotionality and emotional responses to some of the images that we're seeing are a tool used by the elites to override your cognitive faculties and appeal straight to your emotional vulnerabilities. And even the so-called alternative media on the right seems to suddenly abandon all of their principles when it comes to this particular conflict in a way that is really sort of terrifying. And what we'll get into, you know, what this means, I think, I think they're making a terrible mistake. I really think they're way out over their skis and it's not going to look good when they hit the ground. Let's just say that. I think a lot of people in Israel and America right now are rapidly abandoning the high ground and showing us who they really are. Again, it's not to, it's not to justify what Hamas did, but there's a, there's a proportionality beyond which you become the bad guy. So it's just increasing. It's just escalating. It's just expanding. And a lot of the anger and the outrage and the fury is being brought about by lies, by total fabrications, by complete outright deception. Which is, which is fine if you're a humble person, if you are willing to admit that you were tricked. It's not actually that big of a deal. You might go, well, what the hell is this? This is, tor- this is terrible. I can't believe they did that. We got to destroy them. And then you learn it's fake. And you go, oh, my God. Oh, jeez, I acted like an idiot right there. I was so mad at something that wasn't even true. My bad. I take it all back. But when you're, like, arrogant and full of yourself and unwilling to ever admit that you might be wrong about something, you're just going to double down. And if, you're, if what you were mad about is proven to be fake, then you just – it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just – your anger just gets you know, folded into your psyche, and it's just there forever, and you just – it just doesn't matter, right? You just refuse to acknowledge that what you thought was fake because to acknowledge that would make you look like a fool. These people are looking like fools right now, dangerous, genocidal fools. 
But I hope you can support us in this mission to provide a actually unbiased voice in all of this. We make it easy for you to do so by going to InfoWarsStore.com. And uh, you got to go there quick because we're, we're having these flash sales. This is a 24-hour sale, and it ends at the end of this show. So by the time Alex Jones is on air at 11 a.m. Central Time today, you will no longer be able to get Real Red Pill Plus at 40% off. So you've, if you want to get Real Red Pill Plus at 40% off alone, 40% off, you've got to go now to InfoWarsStore.com. It's just a it's a smorgasbord of beneficial nutrients. Vitamin K, B6, B12, vital nutrients like niacin, folate, calcium, magnesium, and zinc, beetroot, pregnenolone, the natural energy-boosting effects of caffeine, L-theanine, theobromine, green tea extract, yerba mate leaf extract, and many more. It supports healthy aging, supports hormone production, supports endocrine health, and it helps to support mental sharpness and mental clarity, and it contains essential trace minerals and B vitamins. It is the real Red Pill Plus. And it can help you to combat the natural decrease of pregnenolone levels that can diminish by as much as 60% between the ages of 20 and 75. And is behind much of the you know, physical effects that you feel of aging. You can counteract those with the Real Red Pill Plus, and you can do it for 40% off just for the next few hours. And at 11 a.m. today, that sale will be over, and you will have missed your chance to take advantage of it. So go now. All right. Let's go to some of these videos here because we're going to con- – what, what we're going to do is we're going to continue to talk about the information war, the atrocity propaganda that's being pumped out at a really, really rapid rate. Like I said, it's like all of the lies of the Ukraine war. It's like compacted into a single week. Surprise! The ghost of Gaza, right? A heroic Israeli fighter jet that's bombing all of the hospitals all at once. Snake Island, uh, you know, all, all this stuff. It's, it's like that, but times a million. And, and everything's rapid about it. The production of this propaganda is rapid, and then the discovery that's totally fake is immediately following. It, it really is something else. It's, it's pretty amazing. Let's go now to clip number one here. This is a Twitter slash social media account uh, laying out just three of the lies being told right now about Palestine. Clip number one. Three lies currently being told about Palestine. Number one. 40 babies were beheaded. This is completely false. No evidence has been provided for this. The claim comes from this journalist during a walk and talk. She makes the claim saying, I see in the distance more bodies being covered. Babies. Their heads cut off. Later in a tweet, however, she admits that she did not see bodies, but heard a soldier talking about it. Number two, people were raped. Also false. There is no evidence of this whatsoever. Number three, 250 people were killed at a concert. False. The only videos we have seen are people running away from the concert. There isn't a single video or photo suggesting that 250 people were killed at a concert or that a mass shooting took place. What we do have, however, are interviews of Israelis claiming that Palestinian resistance fighters were actually kind to them, merciful to them. So why are they lying? It's called atrocity propaganda. They lie about atrocities in order to incite emotions, hatred, and violence. Why? Because they are the ones planning to commit atrocities themselves. To do this, they need to convince you that Palestinians are barbaric animals that rape, torture, and head babies. This is a war of information. Follow for more and help us fight. Yeah, very, uh, very true. All of that is, uh, is very true. And of course, we, this is nothing new. And in fact, we'll go through some of the history of 
this type of propaganda a little bit later. Yeah, the babies in incubators. We'll start off the next hour. We'll show the clip. We, we played it on the war room yesterday, but in case people missed it, we'll start with that. It's a three-minute little clip that just cuts between the babies in incubator story. They got us into the Gulf War uh, all the way back in the late 80s, early 90s. And then we'll uh, – and it intercuts that with the claims of uh, the beheaded babies in Gaza. Now, babies are being killed. Uh, this was 12 hours ago at least. The numbers are significantly higher now, but according to the New York Times, yesterday evening, 900 Palestinians have been killed, including 260 children. So the, the 40 Israeli children killed, not true, but probably over 300 Palestinian children have been killed as a result of the uh, air raids. I know, call me crazy, but I don't weigh one more than another. And that's just me. It's just it's a human life. Human lives are equal. And again, you just have to ask a question like, when is enough enough? What is the what is the point of this? If the point of this is to prevent what happened on Saturday from ever happening again, is that even being accomplished here? I mean, I guess if you kill all of the Palestinians, then sure, the Palestinians won't attack you anymore. But like, will you not have made even more enemies outside of Palestine for this behavior? Will you not have sort of solidified hatred against you from other people? Where is the forethought? Where is the mercy? I mean, this could have been an amazing chance for Israel to demonstrate its moral superiority over the the barbarous attacks of Hamas. They've gone the opposite direction. They've been like, oh, you think that was barbarous? You just wait. We have warplanes. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America, Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, This full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium-quality organic CBD, like Rebel Zen, has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal. With your host, Harrison Smith. All right, folks, second hour has begun. We'll open up the phone lines for your calls this hour. Stay tuned for that. I want to hear hear what your ideas are about how we deal with this in the information realm. I really do believe that we are, I mean, we're clearly at an inflection point right now. Things will not be the same after this, whether... This will be a positive development in some way. Obviously, the war is not positive, but 
there could be a positive outcome from it. There could be a minimal amount of death and destruction from this leading to some sort of new situation in which violence is no longer necessary or uh, desired by the people involved. Or it could spiral out very, very rapidly into a full-scale World War III event, and a lot of that depends on whether or not they can get away with it. Right now, the calculus is being run. They're asking themselves, the people at the top are asking themselves, what can we get away with? What are people going to believe? Because they know that they're – I mean all the wars in the past 100 years pretty much have all been predicated on some form of false flag or another. We've gone over this many times. So that's what we're awaiting here. It could be a false flag attack here in America. could be a real attack here in America. I mean this is the way false flags work now, right? You've got Hamas attacking, but it seems like Israel knew they were going to attack. doesn't mean they had to orchestrate. It means they had to just let it happen. So we're watching for uh, false flag and atrocity propaganda. Here's a little example of what that might look like, clip number two. No one could expect that it would be like this, the horrors that I'm hearing from these these soldiers. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, about 40 babies, at least, were, were taken out on gurneys. And you're saying 40 babies, dead babies. That is what one of the commanders told me. Fast forward again to August 2nd, 1990. Iraq attacks Kuwait claiming the Kuwaitis are slant drilling into Iraq's oil fields. U.S. President George Herbert Walker Bush pushes for a land war against Iraq. But polls show the U.S. public is split 50-50 on that idea. Then comes this eyewitness testimony before a congressional committee from a 15-year-old Kuwaiti girl. The claim is she cannot be identified for fear of reprisals. While I was there, I saw the Iraqi soldiers come into the hospital with guns. They took the babies out of the incubators. Forty babies. Took the incubators and left the children to die on the cold floor. The U.S. public is outraged. The result? Support for land war zooms. It's a turning point. Desert Storm is launched. 135,000 Iraqis are killed. An estimated 1 million Iraqis, many of them children and old people, then die as a result of 10 years of sanctions. One small problem. There never were any incubator baby deaths. Not one. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's investigative flagship program, The Fifth Estate, reveals the girl to be the Kuwaiti ambassador's daughter, given her lines and coached in acting by the giant American PR firm Hill and Knowlton. No one could expect that it would be like this, the horrors that I'm hearing from these, these soldiers. It's one phase in a $10 million joint U.S.-Kuwaiti campaign of deception. This man is lying. I myself buried 14 newborn babies that had been taken from their incubators. And you're saying 40 babies, dead babies. This man is lying. And they had kids in incubators and they were thrown out of the incubators so that Kuwait could be systematically dismantled. There were a lot of people who participated in a conspiracy. Yes, an out and out conspiracy of fake organizations, false documents, fraud and disinformation. So, if a new man named Bush is in the White House and helps engineer a brazen deception, 
in order to achieve global geopolitical goals as well as domestic and same tactics it wouldn't be a first same psychology even the same number of babies you're watching the american journal with your host harrison smith Watch live right now at band.video. Folks, welcome back. Second hour of American Journal is on InfoWarsStore.com. is how you support us. InfoWars.com is all the news you need to handle on the goings-on around the world. We're going to continue to talk about the Israeli-Palestine conflict as this is the epicenter of the information war. And where the information goes will determine... Whether or not this is the end of a long-term struggle or the beginning of a world war. We'll go ahead and open up the phone lines for the next two hours. We'll be taking your calls and showing videos and covering some of the latest developments. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539, 1-877-789-2539. I doubt I have to make this caveat, but we will only be taking calls on the Israel Hamas slash Palestine conflict. So if you have uh, any insight for us, anything we may be missing, if you disagree or agree with us, give us a call. Because after all, we simply want to face reality head on and try desperately to understand this from as many positions as possible in order to come to an unvarnished version of the truth. And I don't exactly make it a a secret, as I've said a great many times. At the beginning of this conflict, my sympathy was certainly on the side of Israel. After all, you see these – saw the videos of the uh, Hamas attack. But overall, in general, if you were to ask me on Friday what side I was on, I'm pretty pro-Palestinian. I'm pretty sympathetic to the Palestinian plight. I'm able to put myself – in their positions and understand why they react the way that they do, what they've been going through. I obviously have sympathy for the Israelis as well, and I have good friends that right now are either have friends or family or themselves are being called up for service in Israel in the IDF. And I don't want what's uh, bad for them either. But that being said, I have a certain admiration for the spirit of the Palestinians in that I can't imagine anywhere else in the world mounting a 75-year resistance against a significantly more powerful opponent without ever flagging in their resolve. That is really unique. Like it really seems like these are the worst people in the world to try to oppress into subjugation. They are not into it. It's not going to happen. And it's not even a matter of like whether – it doesn't even matter whether you like think they're right or wrong. Like it it doesn't – it's just how it is. It's just a fact. It's just the way that that it is, the way that they are, that like you can't beat these people into submission. You just can't. It only backfires. They only double down on their commitments. Like that's the thing. I – I've said something like this on Twitter, saying like, 
man, these, these Israelis really pissed, uh, picked the worst people in the world to have a beef with because they don't give up. And when you kill them, they don't die. They become martyrs. They're happy to die in battle. It's not an enemy you want to have. It's not an enemy you want to make. It's not an enemy you want to try to commit violence against to get them to stop doing what they're doing. It just doesn't work that way. So I said that on Twitter, and somebody responded to me. You know, I said, like, man, these Israelis picked the worst people in the world. They've, can you imagine Americans mounting a 75-year resistance with nothing, living in rubble, and yet refusing to give up at all? I can't imagine. I mean, we, we give up when, a, when a, a scary news bulletin comes on CNN. We give up when uh, somebody sneezes in China. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine the, the spirit that is uh, keeping these people in the fight. Anyway, so I mentioned that and somebody said, well, they'll be dead this afternoon, right? It's like, I don't think you get it. I don't think you get what I'm saying here. You can kill them. I don't doubt that you can kill them. But they become martyrs. They double down. They are happy to die, to fight and die in a holy war against you, you're only creating more of them with everyone you kill. You get how this is unconquerable. You get how you can't just bomb them into submission. You get that with every bomb you drop. You may kill a bunch of soldiers. You may kill a bunch of citizens, but you certainly are creating a whole bunch more jihadists ready to dedicate their lives up to and exceeding the point of death to oppose you. So just think about this. When you plan your actions, this is called the first rule of war. This is knowing your enemies. And in order to know your enemies, you have to have some modicum of sympathy for your enemies. And this, of course, is the sort of ultimate irony of the Christian belief that says love your enemies. Because that's what happens when you really know your enemies. Like you, you, love is, is an aspect of uh, of understanding or understanding is an aspect of love, right? You can't understand people without being able to put yourself in their mindset, which means in some way, even just as in a form of, of mental projection, you have to be able to sympathize with them. But if you consider them animals without human emotions or, or human instincts, how are you going to sympathize with them? How are you going to see the world from their eyes in order to know how to defeat them? You can't. So uh, this is the problem that we're dealing with right now. It's horrifying. And they are systematically destroying the very few number of ways out that the people in Gaza uh, even have. So Israel has cut off the essentials. They've cut off the water and the fuel and the power. Egypt has closed their exit. There's two exits from Gaza. One is in Israel. That obviously is shut down. And there's one in Egypt that also has been shut down. It has been bombed by Israel. And Israel has even threatened to bomb uh, aid caravans from Israel carrying food and and supplies into Gaza. Uh, Israel has threatened to uh, attack those if they continue. The Rafah crossing has been repeatedly bombed by Israel since the weekend. And yesterday, Egypt announced that it was closing the sole crossing between Gaza and Egypt, meaning there are 2 million plus people in a 25 by 5 mile stretch of land with absolutely no way out who are now being systematically and relentlessly bombed into oblivion by a significantly more powerful foe. And I, for one, am against that. I want to go to a video that I haven't gone to yet. I've had it sort of in the the holster for the last couple days. It's clip number eight. This was on the first day of the conflict, 
This is on Saturday. It was a Sky News interview, and it's a citizen of Gaza being asked why he's staying in Gaza. And it sort of illustrates the lack of knowledge about the area that Western, even you know, mainstream media outlets have, and also the impossibility of being a Gazan. And I hope my audience, as well as I, can sympathize with people in this position, even if you disagree with their religion or what the military wing of their government did. There are millions of people on the ground right now who are experiencing this, and it is horrifying. Clip number eight. Let's watch. Of civilian casualties on both sides, Reva. I do have to mention that, and there is a historical context that must be considered. My question to you is, why are you staying? Why have you not left Gaza, given the situation? Where? Where should we go? To, to, to drown? To commit suicide? Mass suicide? So the Zionists uh, are happy and cheer? that they spread themselves uh, our blood. There's no way out. Gazans and Palestinians in Gaza live in an open-air prison. The borders are closed. The air is closed. Israel destroyed the only airport we had. The sea uh, is also uh, closed. There are more than 2 million Palestinians in Gaza. Israel asks Palestinians to move to the city centers, and then Israel bombs the city centers. Israel asks Palestinians to move to, to, to schools, to unrun schools, and then Israel bombs these schools. It did this in 2014 and did this in 2021. And last night, Israel bombed a UN school that was a potential shelter for Palestinians. Israel itself forcibly moved by bombing Beit Hanun and Shijaiya and other areas in Gaza. So there is no way out. There is no way for Palestinians to, to go, and we are bracing for uh, the, the, the worst horrible massacres and genocide that is going to be. And, of course, that's exactly what's happening. So, I mean, you know, I, I, honestly, I, I, I want to ask, like, what, what do they expect people in Gaza to do? They've asked for peace. Israel said no. So what is left? We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we've got... 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. I'm a humble person. And I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. And that's why the system hates you and fears you. And that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. 
but I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Back, folks, this is American Journal. Very excited to go out to some of these phone calls. I'm seeing very, very different takes calling in, so we'll go out to those momentarily. I do want to remind you that you only have a few hours left, like less than two, to get the real Red Pill Plus at 40% off. The 24-hour sale ends at 11 a.m. today. The time Alex Jones is on, the Alex Jones Show is on the air, it'll be too late to take advantage of this sale. So go now to InfoWarsStore.com, get the real Red Pill Plus for 40% off it is an incredible supplement. Read all about it there on InfoWarsStore.com and make sure to make your purchase quickly because it will end at 11 a.m. Central Time today. That massive 40% off sale for Real Red Pill Plus. Just some of the latest before we go out to the calls. Uh, Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne of France says that 10 French citizens have been killed in the attacks in Israel and that 18 were still missing. That's a similar number to number of Americans now missing or killed as announced by Biden. Uh, Israel, uh, I'll get to that in just a second. Hamas is asking for international help to alleviate the humanitarian crisis in Gaza and put pressure on Israel to lift its siege and allow entry of essential goods. In a statement, the group directly appealed to Arab and Islamic nations, asking that they fulfill their religious, national, ethnic, and humanitarian responsibilities towards the people of Gaza. Many of which most of which are children and many of which don't even support the uh, Hamas insurgents that committed this attack. They are being used by human shields. and Apparently the Israeli approach to human shields is to kill the human shields in order to get to the uh, terrorists behind them, which is bad. Israel has reached a deal for a unity emergency government, according to a statement by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Benny Gantz, the leader of the opposition political alliance, the main piece, of the deal includes a war management cabinet, which will include Netanyahu, Gantz, and Israeli defense minister Yoav Gallant. So Israel has experienced internal division and massive political strife in the uh, recent past, uh, but that's over now as a consequence of this massive attack by Hamas that Benjamin Netanyahu was warned about but decided to ignore that according to the, uh, an official statement by the Egyptian government. They said, we warned. He didn't seem interested in hearing that this was going to happen. Sort of similar to January 6th in the sense that uh, the people in charge of that ignored what was going on. Uh, That's just some of the latest. Gaza crisis escalates. Israel cuts off essentials. Egypt closes exit. Two million people trapped in Gaza under relentless and continuous bombing uh, from airplanes out of uh, Israel. Let's go out now to your phone calls. I want to go first to John in Houston. I want to talk about Palestine I know John called in a few days ago, but we weren't able to connect. Thanks for calling in. John, you are on the air. Hi, thanks. Uh, yeah, I just want to take a step back and, and remind everyone the um, context of the situation here. Uh, the uh, extremist, or maybe not even extremist, but basically the mainline uh, official Jewish belief, as a lot of you know, is that all that land has to be uh, cleansed of non-Jews, that this land was given to them by God. That's their religious interpretation, and uh, 
there's a bunch of Christian churches in America that teach their people the same thing. Now, that's not, uh, again, you know, the state of Israel was made in 1948. So, you know, the story there telling everyone is that the state made in 1948 named Israel is the is synonymous and equivalent to the word Israel in the Bible. Now, this is exactly what ISIS did with the word caliphate in the Quran. I mean, you know, only a dummy would believe that the ISIS caliphate was actually the caliphate of the Quran. Well, here in our western bubble, it's not much different. They've they've stolen the brand of Judaism. There's a lot of Jews who do not support what's happening in Gaza. And there's videos going viral now of those Jews getting beat by Zionists. So um, the people need to remember the Zionist project or the the country of Israel is 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 a Rothschild project, and this is part of a global agenda. A global agenda, including the Vatican and the Muslims out of Saudi Arabia. And a lot of people all working together because, in reality, um, they have a plan to destroy the Al-Aqsa Mosque, build the Third Temple, and then artificially, in a ham-fisted sort of way, orchestrate the fulfillment of certain prophecies, many of which have actually already been fulfilled, and then claim that this new global leader that they're going to roll out, that he's Jesus, or the Messiah. Because remember, guys, Jews don't believe Jesus was the Messiah. So they're still waiting for the Jewish Messiah, who they call the Messiah. And they all say that his revelation is eminent. And so any of the churches or even Muslim religions that uh, are part of this agenda tell their followers that the coming global leader is good. And Harrison, I know you had a guy who used to call in and leave comments and harass you endlessly because you refuse to believe that the coming global leader is the second coming of Christ. And, and I remember, you know, you were saying, well, I think the Antichrist takes power first, according to the Bible. Then it's the second coming of Christ. And I remember that guy would go crazy. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is, what's, this is what we're really facing. So the question of, oh, are, do the Palestinians deserve it or not? you got to go back many years and understand this is a policy, an official policy of displacement. That is their official policy. And guys, everybody knows this. Right? They think that this land was given to them by God, and that it has to be Jewish. So when we're debating the tit-for-tat, it's a little silly. I mean, guys, there's no tit-for-tat. They want to kick them out, have them dead. They want them gone, and there's really no debate on that. So that's their official belief. That's what the man on the street in Israel believes. That's, what, that's the official Jewish belief. So how are we going to deal with that? You know, many people in the InfoWars audience actually agree with that. Now, as Christians— to agree and to support mass punishment and collective punishment on innocence is not a Christian belief. So their minds have been twisted so much that they're taking a completely anti-Christian stance. We don't do revenge and, and collective punishment in Christianity. The way of Christ is a more advanced strategic path that leads to love and harmony. An eye for an eye is ignorant. They say an eye for an eye and the world will go blind. Now, that's just a philosophical and, and uh, abstract analysis. But now, at a practical level, they feasibly can't actually kill these two million Palestinians in Gaza. And then what's going to happen when the West Bank joins in this fight? And the average Palestinian within the state of Israel, they can barely handle Gaza. So what about all the rest of them? Okay, what if Syria joins in? What if Lebanon joins in? Okay, they said they're going to bomb Damascus. That's not going to—so what? 
So what can they do about Hezbollah invading from the north, who are far more highly trained and, and far more well-equipped? So America has to save them. So now us Americans have to ask ourselves, you know, is this religious extremism and that particular religious interpretation what we're going to die on? And it, actually, to be honest, in a, in a large-scale analysis, the United States' influence and the goodwill in foreigners' hearts towards the United States as a brand has been totally destroyed by supporting crimes against innocents. This is bad optics. This is not what America stands for. This is not what America is about. And this is going to lead to the downfall of America. The Middle East is such a key geopolitical uh, zone that America, being the leader in the Middle East, is now very much so in question. And if all the American bases come under attack and they suddenly start evacuating all the troops from the U.S., from the uh, U.S. troops from the Middle East, well, then America has lost the Middle East completely. Yeah, and, that, and that's essentially what they're saying. Iran uh, came out with a statement saying America is extremely vulnerable in the Middle East. They should be careful. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself to the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Do the calls would be interesting, folks. And there really is something biblical about what's going on here. And it's worth reminding everybody that the attack by Hamas was named, codenamed, Al-Aqsa Flood. Talking about the Al-Aqsa Mosque. And the attack itself was predicated, at least in part by the actions of the Israeli government when it surrounding Al-Aqsa Mosque that they were preventing Muslims from going there while allowing uh, Jews to perform what the Muslims called Talmudic rituals in the area and that the Al-Aqsa Mosque is thought to be the site of Solomon's Temple and the belief is that by rebuilding the temple as well as some other uh, fulfillment of other prophecies I think that's what John was talking about uh, in the last segment was things like the red heifer. There's a prophecy that a red cow will be born. So you've got Israeli scientists like genetically engineering a red heifer, which I I don't think that's how prophecies work, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't think you're supposed to like make them happen on purpose to try to trick God. That's what it seems like to me. I don't know. Uh, maybe that is. Maybe that works. I don't know. I don't know maybe you can trick God, but uh, – this really is biblical, and there's a lot of there's a lot of religious impetus behind this. 
But I don't think it's responsible or right to make geopolitical or warfare decisions based on your subjective interpretation of a much-argued religious interpretation or religious uh, text. Again, we're going to get a little bit more into the idea of atrocity propaganda here, but I know a couple people have called in about that topic, so let's go to them first. Mika dude or Misha dude in Tatooine, the far-off planet of Tatooine. Wouldn't that be nice? Mika, wouldn't it be nice to be on a different planet right now? Wouldn't that be a nice uh, possibility for us? Uh, thanks for calling in. You want to talk about Shani Luke, that is the German-Israeli woman who was on video being hauled away naked in the back of a truck. And we actually have some news from that and a video from her mother that we could go to. But first, we'll go to uh, Misha's comment. Go ahead, Misha. You're on the air. Uh, no, it's actually Micah, dude. Micah. You got that wrong the last time, man. <laughs> when I called in, it's Micah, dude. But Micah, uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring that story to your attention, man, because if you're talking about this uh, propaganda or uh, this dim- this uh, atrocity disinfo stuff, um, I think you should uh, cover the actual atrocities that are happening there because uh, uh, there uh, I've seen some not cool videos just like what you mentioned about uh, things like that all over Telegram. So yeah. uh, on one hand, you can you know bring to light that things are maybe you know made up or exaggerated or whatnot, but man, uh, uh, from how I see it, uh, there's definitely. Uh, some uh, atrocities happening uh, coming from Hamas here. So, well, for sure. Uh, but I mean, there's atrocities on the Israeli side. Like, I, I, uh, I don't want to fall into the, and I, maybe I am, but I don't want to fall into the like pattern of like comparing atrocities to one another. Like, I don't know. I mean, what what's what's the value of that? What's the purpose of that? Uh, I I saw the video. I'm sure I saw the videos that you saw. They were horrible. Nobody is justifying those uh, but it's also but you know part of it to me is that if you're if you want to see atrocities you can, every couple of months there's some horrific event between israel and and palestine and i've seen enough videos of palestinian kids being pulled from rubble you know dead and, and half burned i mean there's enough to go around right so it, is it is it a equation where they committed more atrocities than us, or we're committing atrocities because they committed atrocities, so it's cool when we do it. Like, what is, what is the purpose of that, and is that the right thing to be making geopolitical decisions on, or is that a, a you know, invitation to make mistakes uh, when you're basing uh, off, like, the, the emotional response to, uh, to seeing horrible things, which, again, there's, there's horrible things on both sides. I haven't played many of those videos because I don't, I don't want to subject my audience to that, uh, but they're out there. So, I mean, I agree what like that video showed. That was like probably one of the first videos that I saw out of this whole event and it was horrifying and it was horrific. Now, apparently she's alive. There's a video, maybe I didn't put it in, um, but there is a video of her mother saying that she's alive and she's actually in. So it's kind of a good example. She's in hospital in critical condition in Palestine right now. She may very well be killed by an Israeli airstrike, uh, and I don't want to see that happen. So it's like you take the, the image of, of her being paraded through the streets, being you know, dragged away in the back of a car 
looking mangled and looking dead. Uh, And that image may be used to justify the airstrike that takes out the hospital or cutting off the energy that the hospital relies on that actually eventually kills her. Like this is what I mean by this sort of horrifying feedback loop uh, that this atrocity propaganda on both sides uh, can lead to. Do you understand what I'm saying, Mika? That's uh, Micah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I get what you're saying, but um, that wasn't that that wasn't how I was taking the the lead up segments from. Quite frankly, a lot of what you know I've heard from you, and then yesterday with uh, Boyle that was on with Owen or on the Owen on Owen's show. Um, that that's not. Uh, I don't think you're. You co- you covered the one side, but then, I, I I mean, I is this the first time that she was brought up on Infowars? I mean, all I'm saying, man, is like that that one video that you just had up like fifteen twenty minutes ago, saying that like it's all fake and it's all made up and stuff. That's not true. You can't. Well, you can't take it out of. You can't. I mean, this is what happens. This is the problem with this. Saying that. The the story about the 40 babies, that was fake, right? The, the story about uh, mass murder at the uh, music festival, I don't think that's entirely true either. The story of mass rapes is another one that there's no evidence for, but, but you know, this is being spread. I mean, I, the story here... I don't, if you don't think that, if you think that didn't happen to uh, Shani, then I don't know, but... See, um, but that, okay, this is what I'm confused by. This is what I'm confused by. I say that 40 babies weren't killed, and you interpret that as I don't believe that Shani Look got hurt and, and brutalized. Like, obviously she did. There's, there's videos of her getting brutalized. So, like, how does one thing have anything to do with another? And if I'm pointing out that disinformation is spreading and being, you know, repeated by mainstream news sources, but it's fake and it's, and it's false, but people are making decisions on it, and it's, it's actually painting a picture in people's heads that will remain there even if the truth comes out. I, I mean, should I not – should we just accept all these claims as if they're all true because some of them are? Some of them are true. Absolutely some not. of them are false. Yeah, so, so how are we supposed to deal with this in a, in a nuanced or appropriate way uh, if you can't point out that some, are, some things are lies and, uh, and yet they're being spread w- without any um, – Without any discernment, without any consideration, they're just being spread relentlessly. We we have to stand up against that, right? I agree. The way to deal with it is to sift out the nonsense and actually cover a story like what. And the video I was talking about that you played earlier uh, was the one, uh, the TikTok video uh, yeah. that was saying that every that that all that was was not uh, we we got to sift out here and you got to just cover both sides in my opinion but uh yeah well i i feel like i've been doing that i mean i mean part of me is is reacting to the overwhelming amount of information i mean you're not getting a ton of support for hamas you you don't get a ton of mainstream political or you know media figures coming out and saying all of Israel must be turned into rubble. We are seeing a ton of people coming out and saying turn Gaza into rubble, kill every last citizen of Palestine, even the babies are guilty of terrorism there. So in part, I'm responding to the overwhelming sentiment that we're seeing on mainstream media and in social media. And so I'm going to be pushing back against that, and that is mostly coming from the pro-Israel side. So that may, that may skew the perception. 
But we're covering both sides, and I, I don't think I can make it any more clear that some atrocities did happen from Hamas, and they were horrific. That doesn't mean we believe all of them. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions and coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen i don't know how much more clear i can make it i can't imagine it's fun listening to me restate the same thing over and over but i don't know apparently I, like if i wanted to if i wanted to just present nothing but atrocity propaganda against israel i got plenty of material it goes back years if i wanted to be completely on Israel's side and show you nothing but the most horrific, horrifying gore from you know Palestinian attacks, I could do that too. That's not how you make decisions geopolitically. That's not how you come to a full understanding of what's actually going on on the ground or what is compelling both sides to behave in the way that they are. It's pretty simple the way I feel. I'm not on either side. At all, but I'm also not disinterested in the conflict because it directly affects America, our standing in the world. This may very well lead to thousands of Americans dying, and that's what I'm against. I don't want to see this spiral out of control. I think the I, I feel for Israel because they are in a very tough spot right now, like kind of an impossible position. And part of that is outside of their control, but part of it is inside their control. Part of it is decisions that they've made in the recent past. Donald Trump himself in December of 2021 said that while he was president, he tried to 
broker a peace agreement between Palestine and Israel. Palestine was interested. Israel was not. Maybe that was a mistake. Doesn't mean they deserve it. Like you got to have subtle. You got to have subtlety here. I know there, this is just a conversation that defies subtlety. It defies nuance. Refuses to you know be treated in the way that anything else should be treated. And I always just try to put myself in this situation. I always try to just say, what if I was a Palestinian in this situation? What if I was an Israeli in this situation? What if America was being treated the way Israel is? What if America was being treated the way Palestine was? And I know because I've experienced this before, back when I was 11, that even though America got horrifically attacked on 9-11, even though we experienced barbaric and horrifying scenes of unwarranted terrorism on our own lands. It was not a correct, responsible, beneficial, righteous response to starve half a million Iraqi children to death. Okay? Just because you're attacked by terrorists doesn't mean you get to kill everyone. It's not the way this works. Even if the pictures are bad. Okay. I'd hopefully I've made that clear. Maybe we should just air some, you know, atrocity propaganda. You guys want to see dead babies? You guys want to see dead babies pulled out of the rubble of Gaza? Is that the way we win arguments? Is that way we decide the future of the world? Should we start World War III because you saw a picture of a dead baby? I got him. I can play him for you. And this is crazy. This is insanity. We're talking about the real world. We're talking about warfare. We're talking about human beings. Crazy, man. Just crazy. I know I have a feeling this guy's going to disagree with me here. Nathan in Kentucky is called in on line three. Go ahead, uh, Nathan. You want to ask a, a question of me? You're on the air. Yeah, I figured I'd get your attention by asking why you were a sympathizer for uh, Hamas terrorists. But that's not really why I called in because I've heard your point. I know you're trying to stay neutral on it. I just wanted to bring up some uh, some other points and other um Things that like the last caller, not the last caller, but the caller before didn't bring up. He's talking about, you know, God's people and Christians believe that that's God's land. Well, it does tell us in the Bible that, uh, you know, that those are that is the land for the Jewish people in Israel. And if you look back at when Moses freed all the, the slaves from Pharaoh, from the Egyptians, what happened after that? Well, they wandered around in the desert for 40 years. You know what I'm saying? The Ten Commandments were brought about. The Jewish people didn't listen. They were punished for it. That's why they wandered around for 40 years. So now we fast forward to this time. And Israel gave away the Gaza Strip to these Palestinians, and then this attack happened. Now, whether the atrocities happened on either side, something happened, right? So are they paying the price for giving away the land when God said, don't give away the land? You know, and I don't know any preacher— in America that's telling their denomination or their faith, or at least anybody I listen to, maybe Joe Osteen, I don't know, I don't listen to him. But it, they're not saying that the Antichrist, that the Zionists are bringing in, is going to be the second coming of Christ. Now, there might be plenty of Jewish people that believe that, but that is just not uh, what's going on in churches here in America, at least not from my perspective. Well, I've, I've, I've seen videos that I think it's more of an evangelical thing. I mean, obviously, there's lots of different churches in America, so some are going to say this, some aren't. Even I'm sure it's down to the, whoever is the head of your church, not even the denomination. Uh, but I know, you know, there's a lot of evangelicals uh, that feel that way. 
and I, I mean, I don't understand. It, it's almost like it's almost like evangelicals feel like Jesus needs help coming back. Like they're like, oh, we we're going to help him by. Uh, you know, helping to fulfill these pro- uh, prophecies. And it's like, he doesn't, he doesn't need your help. To me, it's sort of a last case scenario. But again, this is, you know, this is like uh, religious interpretation. There's lots of aspects of this that are sort of bizarrely biblical. Like they've got parallels. I talked a little bit yesterday about, about this on the war room that, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, as you point out, Israel would be punished by God for disobeying him. And in some cases that was, by not worshiping him sufficiently, you know, worshiping the the golden calf, right? Something like that. Yeah, false idols. Yeah, in other cases, and that's sort of actually a good point here. You know, I've seen a lot of people, Ben Shapiro, even Netanyahu, are, are making these statements where they're like, this is the purpose of the Jewish state. The reason that, that we have the Jewish state is to prevent attacks like this and to, you know, take vengeance on her, whatever they say, you know, like to, to attack people that attack us. That's the point of the uh, Israeli state. But it's like when you have a state, you have to act like a state. You have to act like a king, right, if you're a king. You, you can't – and kings don't just fly off the handle and like try to commit genocide on, on a group of people because they got attacked. I mean that's not – you have to – once you're the power, once you're the big guy in the room, the power in the room, you got to start acting like it. It's like, a, like carrying a gun here in America. It doesn't mean you just get to pull out your gun and shoot everybody all you want. It means you have an added responsibility to behave in an appropriate way because you're – because power comes with great responsibility. I mean, that's just the way it works. And, and I'd like to, uh, you had another caller, sorry to cut you off, you had another caller yesterday, Dr. Pat, I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman, talking to Chase, and he had said he'd been to the West Bank in Gaza, and he had asked somebody, well, you know, America's funding, you know, we give a lot of our, our money for defense and stuff for Israel, and that, um, you know, all these war crimes and crimes against humanity are being committed, and it goes against the Geneva Conventions. Well, I mean, as a combat veteran, I would like to just bring up the point there, whether it's ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Hamas, Hezbollah, none of them, none of those people follow the Geneva Conventions. They could care less about that. Um, so when you're looking at first world countries and stuff, they, they have to defend themselves. And I'm not saying that you go out and commit war crimes, but what I am saying is that sometimes that you have to terrorize the terrorists, you know, in order to put them back in their place and put them in check. So I don't think that, that the but, but Geneva Convention I, 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 I might agree know? with you, Nathan. I might agree with you if it put them back in. But it seems like to me the more Israel acts like this, the more they reinforce and reinvigorate the people that they're trying to destroy. That's the thing. It's just strategically this is not a good way to, to behave for Israel, like literally just purely – you know, theoretically, just like having nothing to do with the morality or the international law, just like if your goal is to prevent attacks from terrorists, I don't know if just indiscriminately bombing civilians is the right way to uh, bring that about. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't have the uh, military chops that some people do, but I, that's how I see. Uh, interestingly enough, the caller that you just mentioned is actually on the line, Dr. D in Ohio. Uh, so we'll, we'll go to him in, in just a second. Just – uh, she, I'm sorry. Just to um, finish up here, we'll, we'll have to probably hang, hang over to the third hour, uh, and then we'll go to Dr. D in the, in the first five minutes. But, you know, there's other aspects of this, and I don't even – I'm not even making a claim about this, but it is crazy that you have this music festival with a bunch of Israelis in the desert and, like, the video right before the paratroopers land – there's like a giant Buddha statue. It's like a giant uh, golden idol that they're all dancing around. 
and like praising. It's like, is this just like what happened 2,000, 3,000 years ago with Moses in the desert, right? Is this not actually kind of the way the Old Testament goes is that God will use foreign powers to punish Israel for their not sticking to the law, not behaving in the way they've been told to behave. I mean, you know, if if we're still in this uh, Old Testament world, if Jesus wasn't the Messiah and actually those old laws are still in place, it's it's sort of uh sort of creepy the parallels that we're seeing in some of these uh some of these situations when it comes to this conflict. Very very bizarre. Very bizarre indeed. Uh, we'll go back out to your phone calls. Dr. D first on the list. Remember to go to InfoWarsStore.com to support what we're doing here. Just, just trying to stop a world war. I, I know it makes some people uncomfortable, but just like, I just don't want to die in nuclear hellfire, and I don't think a single American life should be lost. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we've got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. 